This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Salam, welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international and local. How are you guys doing? Hope you're having a wicked day. We're talking all sorts of good stuff today and the topic of the day the perception of a coach. What is your perception of a coach when you actually start to pick a coach? It's something we've talked about on the show. But when it comes down to this specific coach that I'm talking about, he's someone that may has may have been uh, probably overlooked and seen as someone who doesn't deliver in the big occasions and someone who's not a winner. However, his emotional intelligence and his mental coaching is something that makes him stand out Brendan Rodgers is someone we're talking about today what a coach and finally sorry Kareem if you're listening finally someone who uh, puts Leicester back on the map following the FA Cup win against Chelsea but it's not about the result that I'm talking about I'm talking about a coach who's been doing it for so many years with so many different clubs but for some reason there isn't that flavor where people say He's among the elite. And we're going to be discussing that today on the show. That's one thing we're talking about. The other thing we're talking about is the Charles Oliveira story. If you don't know about him, he's a mixed martial artist. But again, not like your Conor McGregor, not like your Floyd Mayweather. Maybe someone that's been overlooked and overseen. But what is it about this champion? And yes, I said it right. He is a champion now that makes him stand out that's also up the uae presence cup finally from today we are starting to allow more capacity in the stadium for viewers and fans to watch again but what does that make in terms of the impact on the players now who will have more pressure to perform so we're talking about that uh in the uk they've got people uh being allowed back in the stadiums the women's champions league final as barcelona beat chelsea god kidding you're gonna hate me for this barcelona beat chelsea 4-0 the league update alison wonderland liverpool goalkeeper scores now again it's not about the fact he scored as a goalkeeper it's the fact he's been through so much as a human and we're going to talk about his story and how amazing his interview was on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar Adouri. Amelia, Niti, Saad, Masoud, Dua, Maria, Lara, Ibrahim. Uh, who else we got? Terry, Amin, Saf, Imruni, Anita, God, Florin, Mustafa, Noura. Oh my days. Great to see you guys and hope you guys are doing great. All right. So there are many definitions of a successful coach. Is it the trophies? Is it the way he develops players? Is it the respect he gets by his peers? The next coach I'm going to be looking at is uh, someone who till this weekend was looked at always falling short when it comes down to the big occasions. And that is someone and that someone is Brendan Rodgers. For those that don't know, uh, Brendan Rodgers is the coach of Leicester City Football Club. Now, he was pretty much seconds away from winning the trophy when he used to coach Liverpool Premier League title at that point which they hadn't won for such a long time and unfortunately 
unfortunately, not just due to a slip, but due to a couple of performances, they had conceded the title and lost it that year. And Brendan Rodgers was looked at someone who looked at as someone who maybe doesn't deliver on the big occasion. Now, what's special about this coach is his emotional intelligence, his man management, the idea of how he coaches his players. And it started for him, you know, a while back. It started for him as an assistant manager at Reading, and that was in 1994. Then he moved to Chelsea under-18s, then the reserves. And he was actually at Chelsea under-18s for about 674 days. Then uh, moved up to the reserves in 2006, 860 days he was there. And then he went to Watford. Now, when he went to Watford, that was when he was senior coach. But see, the thing is, what people don't probably realize about Brendan Rodgers is... His big break and his opportunities came a lot earlier on um, through different coaches. And I think this is where it makes this coach quite special. He, uh, he, sp- he spent a lot, large amount of time traveling uh, around Spain and studying all these different coaching methods and was eventually invited by manager Jose Mourinho to leave his role at the academy, uh, director at Reading and join the Chelsea Academy upon where he started you know, really developing as a coach. But see, this is what I was saying earlier. You know, you never know when you're going to get your big break in coaching. You never know what's going to come your way. And I think him taking the risks that he's taken is what makes him special. He moved to Watford, as we said, then to Reading, then to Swansea. Now, I think when he moved to Swansea, people did not think that he'd be able to play in the manner that he played for his teams in, in that style of play because Swansea with all due respect to them at that time weren't seen as a, a football playing side and so Brendan Rodgers came in and started to implement his methods which he's learned all across Europe to be able to develop his teams now Swansea played some really good stuff and we're talking 2012 at this point and he had uh, 96 matches winning 43 uh, of those 96 matches which is pretty impressive and using 47 players now when he moved to Liverpool Liverpool, that was his big break. And people kind of went, ah, Liverpool, how could he get that job? But he was there and he had 166 matches upon which he won 85 um, using 65 players. And it was very, very close to, you know, really securing the title for Liverpool, which again, didn't happen for him. But then people kind of looked down to him. You get, you get the opportunity and then people looked down to him and thought, oh, I don't know, you know, he's, he's not quite there. He bottled it. I don't think he bottled it. For those who don't know what bottled it means, it means that when you're at that kind of level and um, they, they call it choking or, or not living up to the pressure, etc. I don't think it was that. I think especially with the talented players he had, it was very close. Now, from that point, him finding his next job was four years between Liverpool and Celtic. And when he went to Celtic, people thought, well, what's he going to do in a, in a league like that? I'll tell you what he did. He he played 169 matches and won 118, only losing 26 um, games. And again, at, at that point, winning multiple, multiple leagues and championships. Again, finding that winning formula was very, very important because... He had the chance to win the quadruple and he stepped away from winning the quadruple to leave to go to the Premier League, Leicester City. Now, when he left to Leicester City, people were thinking, Brendan Rodgers is a, is a decent coach. He's going to Leicester City. Let's see what he can do with him. The development, the recruitment has been fantastic. And he's won his first trophy. Now, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing him to the show. Not because he's won his trophy, but because of his methods and because of his approach on coaching. I love the way he, he works with his players, the way that he thinks about, you know, 
certain things that can can bring the best out of people and and as a coach your job is to find solutions and and be able to develop players and find ways where you can connect with the player to get the best out of them and that's why I thought it was very important to bring up Brendan Rodgers today because Brendan Rodgers as a coach is someone that now we're looking at the top let's say six sides who wouldn't want Brendan Rodgers obviously excluding let's say Pep Guardiola from Manchester City would you take him at your club 4215 at the or do send me a message or sign into my DMs now and let me know would you take Brendan Rodgers at your club now obviously we're talking about the best clubs in the world so we're talking about your Barcelona's your Real Madrid's uh, your Juventus's then you've got your Manchester United you might want him Tottenham might want him Arsenal might want him Chelsea they might want him and that just shows you with with his record at the moment now Although he's got a 50% loss ratio, what he's done with his players, and that's why I asked that question before we start this segment, what defines a good coach? Is it just trophies or is it development or is it respect by his peers? I'm telling you now, he's played 60 games and lost 30 of them. Sorry, he's played 109 uh, games, lost 30 of them, won 60 and drawn 19. So let me know, 4215 Salat or do. I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Now fans are being allowed back in the stadium. That is going to add a whole different kind of pressure to the sport you love. Let me know, 4215 Salat or do. And I'll be right back after this. Here's some Justin Bieber, Love By You featuring Burner Boy. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. What, what just dropped there? <laughs> I don't know what just dropped there. That's when you know we're live. Uh, what's going on? If I had perfect timing because we're about to talk about your fighter. Um, okay, so a couple of things uh, on the menu today. We spoke about the perception of a coach and how important it is and how you how you define a successful coach. Is it the trophies? Is it the way of development when it comes to developing his players or is it the respect he gets or she gets by uh, their peers so that was what i'm looking at or i was looking at earlier now i'm looking at something from a player's perspective or an athlete's perspective charles Oliveira. for those that don't know charles Oliveira the silver is a brazilian professional mixed martial artist now why i like to highlight athletes like this not just because of the success that we see and we see them doing it very well but also because of the fact that how they get there nowadays we are under this uh we're under this perception that when you make it on the big stage on the world stage you have to uh post things on social media you have to be out there you got to be different no one likes anyone boring what is boring etc now charles Oliveira has quietly put together one of the greatest resumes in UFC history. But it's been under the spotlight for a long time where he's just got about his business. He hasn't really, you know, he hasn't been that type of person to call someone out or try and get this fight or get that fight or do something silly, like a scuffle or something beforehand. And if you look at the records he's done, shout out to Fahad for sending me this. If you look at the records he's had, these are the UFC records he holds. Most performances of the night bonuses at 11. Most finishes at 17. Most submissions at 14. 
And now as a champion, he finally gets the credit he deserves. Having looked at Charles Oliveira, he's 31 years of age and he hails from Brazil, Sao Paulo, um, and is married to Talita Roberta Pereira as well. Uh, the thing I like about this fighter, and he just fought recently against um, Chandler, uh, Iron Mike Chandler, as they call him, which again could have gone either way. But I think even with Iron Mike Chandler, when you see him coming on, there's this hype about him all of a sudden, and you just think, "Wow, what a fighter!" But don't don't get tw- don't get twisted when it comes down to athletes that maybe don't speak as much, or maybe don't act on it as much, or or do things that you might think that you know you have to take note of. Charles Oliver is the champion right now. You know that people people got you got to realize that he. He's a champion right now, and uh, and he's someone that's has been in the game for a while. You know, he's uh, he began his amateur, then his professional MMA career in 2007, uh, a compiling record of 12 and 0 with six knockouts and five submissions. And right now, well, he's been in the UFC I think since 2010. He was named the third best Brazilian prospect to to watch in 2010. But then the thing is, as time goes by, he's just been getting about his business. He's been winning. He's been doing things. He hasn't. Sometimes he's missed weight, um, but he's made it. He's made it, and he's done it the proper way. And he hasn't done it through speculation or doing something silly or being controversial. He's done it because he's a hard worker, and he's up there at the top right now. And, if, and I was just looking at his his um, his mixed martial arts record, his professional record: forty matches, thirty-one wins, eight losses. Nine of those thirty-one wins were by knockout. 19 of them were by submission three decision uh, and one no contest and man if you look at the people that he's beat he's beat tony ferguson kevin lee jared gordon uh jim miller uh christos geos clay guida the last person he lost to i believe was paul felder which is not a bad person to lose to um but again look at the people he's fought he's fought max holloway he's fought anthony pettis frankie edgar this is the thing about a sport like mixed martial arts or even a sport like when you lose if you learn from your losses then you be, you evolve and you develop only if you're willing to take on that criticism or willing to to advance in your skill and this is where i think of people like canelo now who's being talked about as the pound for pound best boxer on the planet his fight against floyd mayweather had given him a lot yes he might have lost that fight but how much has he learned from that fight? And he even said it himself. Floyd fought me when he was in his peak and I wasn't. And that's where I'm telling you that when you look at all these stories, why it's inspiring for us is because it gives us that, that motivation that when we do have setbacks, that as long as we learn from those setbacks, that we can actually develop and evolve, not just as an athlete, but as a human being as well. Anyone else that comes to mind when it comes down to athletes that have overshadowed the you know, or overlooked or overcome the, um, you know, their sport to be a much better fighter. Let me know, 4215 with Salat or do, and I will be right back after the break. Enjoy. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Paduri on This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Yes, we are back on the Halftime Show. Plenty of things happening. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in. Abna, Khalid, Kulthum, uh, K. Daniel. Uh, who else we got here? Still in the room. RBO. 
they're still here. Um, okay, some great things happened uh, yesterday. Listen, everyone loves like the element of surprise. And yesterday, Liverpool had to win to um, to stay in contention of qualifying for Europe. And it looked like they weren't going to win. And it was 1-1. And Alisson, the goalkeeper, who, by the way, the reason why I'm telling the story is because what he's had to go through recently, it was um, really tough. He lost his father due to COVID and and he hasn't been on form this season, rightfully so. He's had a lot of distractions. He's had a lot of things, you know, that have, you know, distracted him a little bit. And, and he went up for a corner yesterday. And for those that don't know, goalkeepers probably shouldn't be in the box, according to some coaches of the opposing side. And so he looked over to the bench and they kind of waved him on. So he went up for a corner. The corner came in. What a header. Full extension. Heads the ball in. And it was a great goal. And he scored to make it 2-1. But for me, what was really good about this story is because the first thing I thought of is how much this man has gone through recently. And um, it was just... It was lovely to see a good person do something special like that and uh, and he scored to make it 2-1 Liverpool still have a chance of qualifying in the Champions League it is still uh, going on who's going to finish in the top four but the quality of the header was so impressive that I was so happy he he scored then his interview afterwards I was just ah, oh, I, I was there and I was thinking He's going to get me emotional, this guy. He is really going to get me emotional because he was talking about his dad and he was talking about losing, you know, losing his father and how his father was watching down at him and how football is his life and how... This is what I mean about how sports can be so good for your mental health because sometimes you need a reason, you need a purpose, you need a why. And just him scoring that goal yesterday just made me so happy. I was so happy for him that he scored that goal and it was lovely to see. Lovely to see Alisson score. Um and a very important goal as well and that could be the most important goal of the season for Liverpool we're going to find that out Barcelona beat Chelsea to win in the Women's Champions League which was very very cool 4-0 and the players literally uh, took over the press conference room while their coach was talking yesterday um that was nice to see and then Kobe Bryant inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame I think that was just a matter of time I'm so happy that you know Kobe Bryant again another personality another character rest his soul that that did more for sports off as much as he did on the, on, on the court and uh, his wife yesterday you know received uh, his his award on behalf of him which is which is fantastic um, yeah, so that Nadal heads to Roland Garros with confidence. You've got talking points of the weekend for golf. I mentioned that, that Tyson Fury and Anti Joshua were going to fight in Saudi Arabia. It's not going to be the seventh, but it's probably most probably going to be the 14th um, coming into that. You've got La Liga, Suarez, you know, strike puts on Atletico on the brink of a title with one game to go. Madrid fans were so happy until Suarez scored. And Champions League, what Chelsea have to do to beat City. Right, that is full time on the Halftime Show. Hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I'll be back same time, same place on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. See you on Wednesday, guys. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. 95.